Coming up, let's talk about Tomas Tatar rumors going to Pittsburgh, signs of the enemy, and how it relates right back to Alexander Holtz and his performance, plus a look at the start of the schedule for the New Jersey Devils. How high of a benchmark do we want to set? We dive in next. Yell the Devils Puck Luck Podcast, where, of course, we are your host over here. I'm going to be Adam Armbrecht breaking down the New York Football Giants on the One Giant Podcast with my boy Andy Mack and the Brooklyn Nets on the Locked On Nets Podcast with Doug Norrie. And over there, of course, it is the soul of the New Jersey Devils fan base, the 20-plus year season ticket holder, Danny McDonough, looking looking sharp for Oh, man. Game. I, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't ready up? for these headphones, man. It, listen, listen, when we deal with uh, a little bit of computer issues, we deal with it how we have to deal with it. You know what I mean? And, and we're here. We're here. That's all that matters. We're here. We're here. You know I don't what know mean? if we can do the show. I don't know if we can do it. <laughs> we're, oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Listen, we're making it happen. It, it's very, here. It's strange not being in the same room with you. You know, this is kind of this That's is true. realistically don't, don't our first to, time doing this. Don't try to look to your side. You know what I mean? Because I won't be there. By the way, also not what you want to be doing um, when you can obviously consume us on YouTube, but we're also on a podcast feed. So a lot of this doesn't have a ton of value if you're listening <laughs> with just your ears. Bottom line is, though. We're going to do just a little bit of a check-in here because we are kind of hitting that little edge. About to get into September, we'll start to get ramped back up. I think the coverage, the conversation around the NHL, obviously, is going to ramp back up. And we have the um, the Prospects Challenge going on in Buffalo coming up in September as well. So a lot of good things. But right off the bat here, we had talked about going back to when you and I did our, our in-battle draft on mm-hmm. just New Jersey Devils. And at one point, I got to a spot where I said, hey, Alexander Holtz. That's going to be the guy here. Someone's got to fill in for the loss yeah. of Tomas Tatar. Now, about three days later, the rumors started to spread that the Devils are very much giving Alexander Holtz the, it is time to prove it, or you yeah. might be a top trade candidate. Where do you just stand before we tie in Tatar? Like, where do you stand on Holtz right now? Listen, Holt, we talked about this. It's his position to lose. It's his win Should it on be? the third line to lose. It, but it's going to be. You know, now it, it's to the point – where it's it's prove it, you know. Show us who you are as a player. Show us what you can do as a player. Step into this young core and be that exclamation point on the third line that we need him to be. Listen, Tomas Tatar, we talked about it. He has what twenty goals last year. He's a twenty goal scorer. Holtz needs to be that, you know. And, and I, I don't think that's really asking too much for him. I, I know it's it might seem like a lot, but I don't think it's asking a lot for him to fill in the shoes that Tomas Tatar did with the twenty goals. And he's got to play well defensively. I think that's the big question mark moving into the season. And we've talked about it on previous episodes. Can he play defensively responsible to stick into this lineup? Because, listen, we've talked about it. We have depth now. We can yeah. clearly bring guys in that are going to be able to get the job done if he can. Why Why is it automatically, do you think, that we look at him as being on the third line? When we talk about that bottom line there uh, with Lazar, in theory, we, you know, we think McLeod, Bastion. Like, why Why is it automatically that Holtz is getting plugged into that third line? I'm not knocking it. I think you obviously want to give him the opportunity. But if you're talking about, like, th- this to me feels like, mm-hmm. to your point about it's your position to lose, we're going to put you in a somewhat high-profile spot. It's not the bottom line. It's not just right. filling in, you know, the, the, the back end of the ro- rotation here. Mm-hmm. You're on the third line. You need to be productive. We have the comp with Tatar from a year ago. Right. It, it does, I, I mean – 
it just feels like very quickly things could start to go the right way for Holtz or I know the fan base a hundred percent is going to express frustration for a guy, by the way, who is still just 21 years old. Like some of this seems to come back to his attitude and his approach relative to the other guys in the organization who are all, you know, brimming with confidence and excitement about where the team is going right now. Yeah. Listen, we talk about pressure, right? This this young team is going to have pressure on no matter what. And, and Holtz is one of the, he's listen, he's going to have a ton of pressure on him. He knows he needs to produce. He knows that if he doesn't and he has some sloppy play, Listen, the leash is short, but he's going to get that opportunity. And to answer your question, the third line, I think that you need a complement of veteran players to play with him, sure. like Halla, like Palat, that you know are going to be defensively responsible. They're those kind of players, and they're still able to score goals. But I think that's it's going to help his development and his growth. You put him on the fourth line, you know, it, it's the fourth line historically is, you know, bang him up type of line, you know, right, physical right. presence, having a Lazar, having a Bastion on that line. He, he doesn't belong on the line. He's too fast. You know, he has a lot of skill offensively, and he needs to be on one of the top three lines. When we talk about then tying it back into Tomas Tatar, obviously the 32-year-old veteran, over the last couple of weeks, we're talking about this over on the hockeynews.com, who's just covering the fact that there's been basically rumors connecting mm-hmm. him to the Pittsburgh Penguins. You and I talked about the Metro Division, had the crossover, obviously, with From the Blue Seats podcast on the network as well. I mean, talk about... <laughs> One of the maybe the worst landing spots if from a devil's perspective, because we already think with the veteran talent, they're ready for one more push. Adding to Tar into that, that 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 would be a, a significant I've, I've told you about this, man. I told you I wanted to tar back, and there's a reason he has grit, you know. And yeah, he's he's an older player now, a veteran player. The penguins are gonna be old this year. We we yeah. know they're gonna be old this year. We know so their identity. <laughs> That's essentially what they're doing. It here's the thing. Tuna does not want a one-year deal. He wants a three-year deal. You know, right. he wants maybe even a four-year deal. So do I think the Penguins are going to get it done with Tatar? I do. I think that he's an important piece with that veteran group. Man, it sucks having him in the Metro. That's like the one thing I was really hoping if he wasn't a devil that he was out West. But it solidifies where I stand when we talk about the Metro division. I still think the Penguins are going to be in a top three in the Metro. And I think the Rangers are going to get bumped down because – I think Tatar does add a piece that the Penguins need with that grit on the boards, you know, and to defend the top players, you know, to, to be that muscle a little bit for the top players and have that grinded out type of shift, you know, offensively for the Penguins. Let's then round out this part of the conversation before we take a look at the schedule a little bit here. Who is your candidate? So Alexander Holtz comes mm-hmm. out and he flatlines. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want it to be. Now we know come trade deadline, we can talk about pa- putting him into a package. He's still a young mm-hmm. player and another team could say, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to put you on our, our second line because we're bad, sure. right? Name yeah. Team X. Who would be your candidate then in in house? What would you automatically do to make the one to one change, right? To to patch that up there on the third line? No sec in a heartbeat. You know, if if no sec's not on the fourth line and it's Lazar, then it'll be no sec. You know, I think we talked about this last episode. The fourth line, I think, is either going to be no sec or Lazar. I think we can agree on that. You know, yeah. um, yep. and we think Holtz is going to be on the third line. If Holtz struggles, you know, you're going to see Lazar as a consistent fourth line player, and you're going to see no sec on the third line. I think that keeping it in house is what the Devils want to do, and I think no sec with the veteran presence. I still think the Devils need to have that experience of NHL players knowing how it is to get into that grinded out type of end of season where I think a player like Nosek is going to be very important to this Devils team. No reason for foot um, to be entering into this conversation too soon. 
Defenseman or offensive? Which guy are we talking Offen- about? Offense. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, by the they're way, together now, bro. They're together. With the, with the, with the qualifying now. With yeah, Calvin no, listen. Um, um, you know, but because and, and the only reason why I bring it up is because Holtz has a lot of expectations. It's funny. I think in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about, um, I have some great, uh, you know, back articles going back to before last year. Holtz was talked about as last season being the year sure. when maybe he comes in when he makes an impact. But then quietly in the background, it's no sec quietly in the background now that's a veteran being added in but foot being talked about some of these other players where i'm just like and you even mentioned talking about um you know potential other players that come in that are gonna be on the fourth line if not lazar it's like at some point if you have a young player plugged in there now it mm-hmm. seems interesting that you wouldn't just keep going young because that's what you're looking for you're looking for something young and something new I think if the Devils can afford to do that, if they're playing extremely well, you might see a younger guy come up. However, you know, here's a, a Lindy Ruff. This is a Lindy Ruff special. Yeah, no, no. Here's a we're, question. We're for in you, for though. a Lindy Ruff start of the season special, <laughs> where, where you're getting you're getting dose after dose of different yeah. bodies all the time. If Holtz doesn't, it's play. true though. But here, here's the big question, right? If, if say Devils have a couple injuries, um, are you bringing up Tierney? Or are you bringing it up Foot, offensive Foot, the younger Foot? Are, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> the younger, the young Foot, the, the young Foot. Bring foot. up the young Foot. Yeah, I think I I think I would bring up foot because it just in this moment he seems like he has the buzz of a player that is ascending right now and deserving of it. Tierney mm-hmm. has has had the consistency of of where we think he's going, but it just I mean that's just like that that that's like uh recency a, bias, right? Yeah, he, like, he's had a cup of coffee in the NHL. You know, he hasn't had that crazy right. NHL experience where you can rely on him to be you know, a staple on that third line yeah. if there's injuries, you know? So and I'm with you. I'm with you with that. You know, I think Nosek is a very undervalued asset that the Devils got, you know, one year, $1 million. It was a phenomenal deal, in my opinion. I think Nosek's mm-hmm. going to add that security blanket. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you can agree. You know, it's, let's, all right, let's think worst case right now. Okay, let's, 20 games into the season, Holtz mm-hmm. has three goals, couple assists. He's, <laughs> right. he's just not playing well, right? He's just down, bad year. You see that he has some flashes. What do you do? Do you right there, then and there, do you send him back to the AHL? Probably. That's what Devils with the probably are going to do. And then he'd be trade bait. I think we can agree. Yep. Um, or do you let him let him learn? Like, do you let Holtz, if he's well, struggling within like eight to 10 games, if he's struggling like mightily and we see it, you know, even a dozen games, do you let him work it out? Or do you say, you know what? That's the short lease. We're done. You know, let's get him down to the AHL. He's still young. He still needs to develop. He's not like Dawson Mercer, who's 21 and really growing into the position right. and to the player he is. Not to compare them. Obviously, Dawson no, no, Mercer is no. a better player, in my opinion. But, you know, what do you do? How how short is your leash? My leash is a dozen games. I give him a dozen games. If If he's really, really struggling, if he's a defensive liability, if he's giving up clear chances to the opposition – you know, if he's not shooting the puck, if he's not getting, you know, goal goal scoring chances, are you putting him in the AHL? For me, yes. After a dozen games. I give him a dozen to fifteen games. Yeah, my yeah, when we can close out on that thought. To me, again, I just if you're bringing him up, then you gotta ride or die with him for longer than than twelve to fifteen games. And I understand it could come at the detriment of a couple wins or losses, right? Or it could come at the detriment of having to shuffle who you're keeping up because you want to have an extra offensive player that you can rotate in and maybe bench him down midway through games and say, "Oh, right. sorry, those are your shifts. You, you don't look like you have it tonight, right?" So that would be that would be my approach. But it just feels like organizationally they are setting him up for, for a sink or swim. If it doesn't look right over however many games, if they put him down to the AHL, like I assume this is the way it goes. You come up, 
chance to perform. It doesn't look right. You get sent down. He's traded. Like, I, I, I don't think that I think the process is going to be very quick with him because it doesn't make sense to say you're bringing him up for this opportunity and then simultaneously saying, oh, you're not quite ready yet. Let's go season you for a couple of years. They have a ton of young guys. They yeah. have a ton of young talent. It was just, I don't know that, that, that I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it seems it seems like you're trying to do two things here. Either you, you believe in him and let him struggle and fight through it because he's going to get there. Yeah. Well, what's the other option? Then you got to go make a move. No, I agree with you. But here, here's the big question. How confident are you? Are you confident? Because I'm 50-50. Like, I so desperately want to see this kid succeed because he yeah. has been through the ringer with what he's done in his NHL career and his AHL career. And he deserves the chance. We all agree he deserves the chance. I want to see him succeed so badly. Do I definitely think he will? No, I'm so 50-50 on it. I think that he is such a talented player, but I think that he is in his head a lot, especially with what's been going on, you know, with him at the NHL level. I, I just worry about his consistency, and I worry if he struggles after three games, that's going to affect him a dozen games, you know, and, and that's my big concern for Holtz. I think I, I personally think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised. Like, I think uh, that he folds into that thing of, yes, there have been the struggles, but again, remember, what he has three seasons at the AHL level Utica with Com with the comments there after coming up from Bingington, mm -hmm. um, 21, 22, 52 games, 26 goals, 25 assists. Yeah. Yeah, no, the production is there, right? Like, and, and I just think having guys like Toffoli, right. Having some veterans in and around him. I think you get him up to the NHL level where there's accountability there, where there's stability there. And I actually think you'll see that grow. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic Which that is, this actually becomes a non-story, right. Yeah, that he comes up and he plays. And, and you know, it's even, even better about that. If he does play phenomenally well and say some guys are banged up, need a couple nights off. Like, I'd love to see him on a line with Hughes. Like, I'd love to see what he can do with Jack Hughes for a game or two, you know, just, and that's why you root for him so much because you know that he has the talent. It's just a matter of if he can put his game together really well. Yep. And if he does well, you know, like I said, people listen, the older guys might get a little banged up, just need a rest for a couple of days, upper body injuries. You know how it goes. So, you know, I'd love to see him get a chance on a line with a Jack Hughes, you know, and see what he could do. Coming up here in a second, let's turn our attention over to the upcoming schedule for the New Jersey Devils. What are the first 10 to 15 games look like? Where do we set our expectations? And is there any possibility, maybe along with Alexander Holtz, for a pitfall early in the year for our Devils? Dive into that coming up in a second. First, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. Download for new customers the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Go ahead and get that app now. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And you can go ahead in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467369. You go ahead and see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions they do of course apply also got to tell you our uh, our friends excuse me over at raycon because if you're going on vacation here at the end of august squeezing that last little dip into the ocean you know it's about not only vacations but a vacation state of mind whether i want to listen to i don't know danny what's your favorite band you're rocking to right now i got a lot Okay, that wasn't helpful. Maybe I'm listening to the Foo Fighters on repeat, or I just Ooh. need to retreat inside my head for a little bit. I love creating my own summer soundtrack and popping on my Raycon wireless earbuds. That's because there's so much going on all summer. Sometimes, yes, you need to either get pumped up, like with Foo Fighters, if you're going out to hang out with friends, 
or you want to go ahead and stay calm with some guided meditation, that's when I pop on a little bone of air. Listen, I can tell you right now that Raycons are the best way to listen. They use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have 32 hours of battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. They come in custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half price of those other premium audio brands, but sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you can rely on getting a quality product and have nothing to lose. Go ahead and create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. THPN is the code you're going to use for Devil's Puck Luck listeners and get 15% off with their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash, of course, THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off on Raycons. Buyraycons.com slash THPN. You know who? You know who's a band that I want to kind of see again? Smashing Pumpkins are going around and touring. Okay. You came in a little bit late for that, but go check out Raycons. They're a great product. Yeah, you should. I came in way late. I'm sorry about that, buddy. No, we'll go clean that up in post. We're not going to. We're going to leave it out there just like that freaky looking set of headphones and whatever that microphone is. Oh, man. uh, It's just terrible. Oh, boy. But the other thing that we're doing. Maybe I should just do one of these. I don't think that's the answer. Um, We're going to get. Yeah, you're going to put those things right back on your head. And we're going to start talking about the devil's schedule here in the upcoming season. Um, Okay, so. First things first, what do we get a total of? We get a total of, I'm not going to dive into these, but we get a total of seven preseason games that will start at the end of September. It's their 25th. So um, we'll get a nice little selection of games there. Um, Some in division, a couple against the the Flyers, obviously the Rangers. So we're actually going to get a little bit of the taste of some of the anger that you'll feel when we get to the regular season. Not nearly as critical as when the season kicks off opening night. uh, It's going to be against the Red Wings, October 12th, 7 p.m. So when we look at these opening 12 to 15 games, we mentioned the Red Wings there. They're going to get the Coyotes. We're going to get the Panthers. That's actually going to be a fun matchup. And then we get some in-division ones with the Islanders there, Canadians mixed in. Just, just what's your, your knee-jerk reaction here over the start of the season? Because I think there's a couple of interesting ones, like yeah. Minnesota, who had a surprising run there last season. Um, but overall, I kind of like the opening gate here for the Devils to get out to a fast start. I do too. I, I expect four out of five right off the, the first five. You know, it's the first two home games. You're playing the Red yeah. Wings. You're at home. It's Listen, the Red Wings are an improved team. You're going to see that they improved, obviously, watching them yeah. on the ice. But Devils are a better team, you know, through and through, obviously. Coyotes, they're a bad team. You got to beat up on bad teams. You know, you got to show who you are to bad teams. Florida Panthers is going to be a tough game. It's at home. You know, it, it's I'm super excited. That's probably out of the three first games. I'm probably most excited about that game just to see you know, the Eastern Conference, uh, defending Eastern Conference champions coming into our building. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun night. It's a Monday night, too. You know what else I like, by the way? Um, what I really like about the preseason is the Devils end up finishing out. They go Philly, New York Rangers, Philly, Islanders, New York Rangers, and awesome. then the Islanders, right? So they don't go anywhere at the back end of the preseason. Yeah. They're, they're staying at home or traveling 10 minutes, that's and great. then they go ahead and get three home games to start the season as well. So that's really good, and I agree with you. You got those first three games. Listen, big battle against Florida, early test. That'll just be fun. I think it'll ramp some things up here. But then when you talk about taking on the Islanders, we've already said, while that is on the road, you know, you feel like we've taken another big step forward and the Islanders are staying neutral, maybe even taking that step back here in the upcoming season. When I look across it with the Canadians there as well, the Capitals, listen, there's veterans, there's talent there. But but I I really do expect, how far do you want to go out here? I mean, saying that the Devils should win nine 
out of their first 12 games. I'm yeah, not listen, and tell you it's unreal. You know, that, that should it's be the not, goal here. You know, it, I think they could be seven, two, and one. You know, after 10 yeah. games, I could see something like that. You know, listen, the Devils are a powerhouse offensively. You know, a lot again is going to go back to goaltending. The Islanders to me are a tough matchup. The Devils are a tough yeah, matchup yeah, for the Islanders. Right. You know, no, no, yeah, I said it backward. Devils are a tough matchup for the Islanders this yes. year. Last year was a little different, you know, where the Islanders, I was a little nervous about playing the Islanders because of how good their goaltending was and how good their their defense was. Now I think for the Islanders, they're going to struggle scoring goals. I think the Devils are going to come in. They're a powerhouse offensively, and they're going to put up numbers, you know. So I'm less worried about the Islanders, and I'm more worried about, you know, us playing down to a Capitals team, you know, that sure. can score goals. Sure. You know, so it, it's a matter of playing to your competition. You don't want to play down to your competition. You want to continue to play your game. Lindy Ruff is going to surprise us. He always does. There's going to be some crazy oh, things, you know, after yeah. three, four, five games. We know that's going to happen, but wow, wow. It, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I, I think the first 10 games, I think that we're going to show the NHL. We're going to meet the expectations of what we're right. expected to do. When when well, I think the last thing we can think about here is after, obviously, we mentioned a, a team like the Panthers there, but that's the third game of the season. When we get all the way out in the first 15, 20 games, what's the marquee one that you that you circle and say, hey, I want to see this matchup? Because as, as we roll through some of these, the Islanders, it's just, hey, listen, Metro Division matchups are always going to be a little bit more juice. But I, I keep like looking for, oh, I want to see this one. Like, do I get all the way to the Avalanche matchup, which is on the road? Like, you know, when I really feel like I'm getting, uh, I don't know, some some sense of here's my statement, right? And there may be two or three oh, sure. of those games that we talk about. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the big one that you're thinking about is probably your right, buddy? What is that? What is what? Something flush or something on your end? No. What, what do you hear? I hear like a flushing. Something something running? No. You can't stop mid-episode to hear what it is. You hear something? Yeah. Is it within the... Are you sure nothing's going it, on over there? Is it inside my head? Anyway, keep going. I, I think it's inside your head. No, but the big key, the marquee matchups, obviously, are going to be the first time they play the Rangers, which I think is in November. I don't have the schedule up in front of me. I think you do. So. Oh, I apologize. Uh, yeah, the, November, the first, right? So first Rangers matchup is going to come all the way on November 18th. November 18th at yeah, that, a home game for the Devils. And that is a huge game, obviously. You know, it's you're going to see a lot of Ranger fans come and represent at Prudential Center. You know what's going to happen. But that's going to be a playoff-type atmosphere, you know, early on in the season in November. And listen, games against the Avalanche are crazy because that's another cup contender right there. You know, sure. you know it's going to be a great game. The Devils beat them at home one nothing if you remember from last year. So you're going to see more goals, I think, this year from uh, the Avalanche and Devils. That's a nice little five-game. That five-game stretch um, starting there on November 7th is going to be uh, at the Avalanche, home for the Capitals, on the road against the Jets, but then uh, on the road for the Penguins before that home matchup with the Rangers. So we've talked about the Penguins a lot mm-hmm. this offseason. We're concerned about Tatar being maybe added over there. So you are kind of, you can start it. So I think like sometimes for me, especially when we said this earlier in the offseason, how um, we think about what we we don't want to see, the letdowns, right? Those big, long stretches where the Devils were struggling to find wins during the course of last season. Now I think we're going to isolate these little pockets and say, hey, we've got three premium matchups over the next five or six games. We want to take two out of three of those, right? And you don't want to have the letdown against the weak teams where you know you need to go and just check that box and get the W. Yeah, listen, we're going to have games where we're going to play like crap. You know, it happens to NHL, any NHL team. Look what happened to the Penguins losing to the Blackhawks, which were one of the worst teams in the league. It came at the worst time of year, probably, you know, yeah. for that. Well, definitely for them, you know, to not get into the playoffs. But, you know, it, you're going to have you're going to have those moments in season. You know, it's really about bouncing back from it. 
we had a 13 game winning streak last year. We had a losing streak last year. I don't want to see as much streakiness. I would love to obviously see a winning streak like that, but I want to see more consistency of winning three out of four, winning four out of six, winning five out of eight, whatever it might be, you know, winning the the seven out of 10, eight out of 10, you know, to have that consistency, I prefer, you know, to get upwards of 50 plus wins again, which I think we can do. Buddy, everybody hates streaks. So that's a little bit look there uh, when we're talking about just inside the start of the season for the Devils, high expectations, obviously. Mm -hmm. And again, but as we get right before the the start of the season, we're going to give our record predictions, our point predictions, some things about individual players as well. But I think when you look across those first kind of 15, even out to 20 games, this is the kind of hot start that you want to get to, which, by the way, let's tie it back in to Alexander Holtz. If you want to give him the long leash and you want to feel like he has an opportunity to flash, to struggle, and to correct some mistakes, nothing better than having this very talented team just keep checking off wins because that's what that gives coverage to a young player that's going through some oh, growing pains absolutely. if you're still in a good spot, right? It's a great point. That's a great point. You know, it's I shouldn't even say anything else now with this episode because that was a perfect exact way to wrap it up. You're absolutely right. You're if only right. if only you hadn't said anything, then we would end it on a high <laughs> note. But here we are. At the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna come back in. We're gonna keep breaking some things down, talking about the schedule, having some fun. We got some more crossovers. We're gonna get lined up as well. And then, it, it, listen, there still could be something that happens here for the Devils when we look at this roster. It feels like they're set at least end of the season, but we still have over a month to go yeah. before we're really getting on the precipice. So anything's possible, obviously, with a GM like ours at the helm, who is just you know plucking all the right strings. So we'll keep yeah, our yeah, eyes on 100%. that. In the meantime, you get over to Twitter and you follow NJ Devils PL for all the news and updates at Adam Armbrecht at Danny the Face over on Twitter. Nope, over on TikTok and on Instagram at at Devils Pucklock. You better believe it, Danny. Uh, really helming the ship over there. So a lot of good clips coming out for there. And then coming up within the next week, let's not let's not set a crazy precedent here. But we are also going to be launching ourselves over on Facebook, and what we're going to be doing is pulling select segments. So you'll be able to get some of like the best clips that we had a particular discussion around one individual player. So if you mm-hmm. go ahead and listen to the whole episode, you can also go ahead and get a sample of what these full shows are going to be like by following us over on devil's puck luck on Facebook as well. So be sure to do all those great things. And we continue to build our YouTube audience. We continue to be really excited about being on the hockey podcast network and having everyone support us. It's been great. Can't wait for more of it. And um, listen, unlike Danny's uh, hockey pants, let's avoid those streaks. We'll see you next time. guys. <laughs> 